We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to talk more about cults. What is a cult? What are some of the telltale signs that you should be looking for if you fear that one of your friends or family members has joined a cult? And are these key markers consistent with what we see in the cult of COVID. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's show. So the topic of the day is cults. Now, if you listened to yesterday's program, you know that I've already covered this, but there was not enough time to get into the meat, to get down and dirty into this particular issue, and to really, really investigate what it is that defines a cult, what are some of the key markers that you should be looking for, and do some of these things, these tell-tale signs of cults, overlap with what we're seeing in our cultural, cultural reaction to COVID? Do we see people behaving as if they have become members of a cult? I obviously am arguing yes. I think it's as clear as the nose on your face. These people that have bought the lie, the government narrative, the fact checkers at Facebook and Twitter, these people that believe everything they're being spoon-fed by the oligarchs in Washington, D.C. or elsewhere, they're behaving as if they are members of the Branch Davidians. In fact, as you know, some people have mockingly called these mindless lemmings Covidians. Not Branch Davidians, but Branch Covidians. And I think there's a reason for that. I don't want to be cruel. That's not the point of drawing this comparison. The reason that I'm talking about this topic on today's show is we need to understand the markers of a cult, we need to understand the definition of a cult, we need need to understand even the etymology, the origin of the word. For example, why is the word cult in the word culture? Why Why is it the root word of culture? Why? Do you understand why? Well, I'll answer that question on today's show. So let's take an early break, and when I get back, I'm going to share with you a story about my college years. And one of my best friends, who actually was one of the groomsmen in my wedding, he had a brother, an older brother, that had joined a cult. And his family was brokenhearted, my friend was brokenhearted, it was part of their family's story. And I think of that often as I'm watching the people around us in our communities, in our families, in our culture, responding to COVID as if they have now 
joined a cult. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Okay, so I've set up today's show. I've told you that the topic is pretty simple. The topic for the day is cults. How do you define a cult? What makes it different than orthodox faith? I know some atheists, some secularists out there will say, well, you've got a lot of room to talk. You're such a religious person. You're a Christian. What makes your belief in your religious faith, the tenets of Christianity, any different than the belief system of somebody else? Why are you saying yours is legitimate and theirs is a cult? Well, hopefully as you listen to today's show, you'll understand the difference. But I'll I'll give you a hint right now. The difference between Christianity and a cult is Christianity believes in intellectual freedom. It believes in liberty. It believes what Jesus said, that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Christianity teaches us to be prepared to give a defense for the faith that lies within. In other words, don't run away from the critique. Don't run away from the challenge. Run into the storm, not away from it. Be eager to accept questions. Be eager for the debate. Invite the disagreement. Recognize that your opinions and the opinions of those in power really don't mean anything because what's one of my favorite mantras? You have to have a measuring rod. Outside of those things being measured, Or you can do no measuring. C.S. Lewis, Christianity recognizes that true north, that objective standard, that measuring rod, outside of the charisma of the leader or the infallible claims of the politician or the pastor or the priest. Orthodox Christianity respects the wisdom of the ages And it critiques the popular leader with the wisdom of the ages. And if that leader is out of bounds from that wisdom, then people call him into question. Wait a second. Why are you disregarding the teachings of the fathers of the patriarchs of the church? So Christianity is the antithesis of a cult. And I shared with you yesterday, Christianity is the basis for science. Newton and Galileo and Bacon and the list goes on and on. The greatest scientists in human history were Christians. Why? Why were they successful scientists? Because Christianity respects truth. Christianity recognizes that the world is predictable. There's such a thing as natural law because law is grounded in nature. There's common sense. There's sense that's common. There are standards out there that are more immutable unchangeable, endurable, than popularity. The charisma, if you will, of the guy with the messianic complex. No, Christianity. Christianity actually tests the claims against reality. It tests the claims of the resurrection against the reality of the 500-some people that are reported in Scripture to have witnessed Jesus after he rose from the dead. It looks for evidence to refute those claims and finds none and therefore concludes that there's probably reason to believe it. That 12 apostles, with the exception of Judas, obviously, but he was replaced, died martyr's death, not because 
they believed that this thing was all fabricated, not because they made it all up, but because they understood that it was true. And they were willing to give their lives for that truth. A lot of people will die because they've been deceived. But who will die when they know what it is they're dying for is the truth? Those people die a true martyr's death. They're not dying from deception. They're not dying because they bought a lie. They're dying because they saw it with their own eyes and they were willing to give their lives for that truth. Christianity is the antithesis of cults. So don't go there with me and try to accuse me of being a member of a cult, just a longer lasting one. Now, that's not true. I could go on and on. We probably need to do a show or two on the difference between Christianity and cults. But today's topic is cults. Well, let's start out with the definition of the word. What does the word cult mean? Well, it's a, it's a word that is grounded in Latin, cultus. And what does that word mean? What does the Latin word cultus mean? Well, it means to till, to till the soil, to cultivate. Again, there you see the root word again, cultivate. Well, what does that have to do with culture? And why is the root word cult in both of those words? Again, it makes sense when you talk about cultivation because cultus, the Latin, the Latin root word, means to till, to plow, if you will, to turn over the soil, or to create organization in that field, parallel furrows as you plow and you till the field. The field grows predictable rows of corn or wheat or beans. The farmer cultivates the field with common seeds, predictable parallel furrows, and he thereby prepares that field, he cultivates it, to produce a predictable crop consistent with that cultivation, that common plowing that consistent replication of one row after another row after another row and one seed after another seed after another seed, producing one crop after another crop after another crop. In other words, you've got a complete culture of the same thing. Does that make sense? So culture is this effort to till, to plow, consistently, in a parallel fashion, to produce something that's predictable and repetitive, to take the unplanned, haphazard, and turn it into something that is well-defined. Now, none of that sounds bad, right? That's why culture is not necessarily a bad thing, even though the root word of culture is cult. So it's not necessarily a false claim, but it is a unified, a unified claim that buys in to the common culture, the tilling of the community in a common, predictable, parallel fashion so that everything coming out of that community essentially looks the same 
and believes the same. It has a binding ethos, a binding cult. Does that make sense? But you know that the word cult also has a negative meaning. And the reason for that is this religious fervor that can come with a cult that is not grounded in the history of the church. It's not grounded in 2,000 years of scriptural investigation and veracity. It's not grounded in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's not grounded in the orthodoxy of the faith that has been tested and debated and argued and refuted over and over again. It's not grounded in apologia, the wrestling, the wrestling with the truth, and therefore coming to conclusions because the truth judged the debate. All of that is set aside because there's some sort of power or personality that comes into play and says, no, 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 I am going to till the field differently. I will create the furrows. I will create the rows. I will plant the seeds. And anybody who does it differently is out of bounds. Now we're starting to get into a cult rather than just culture or cultivation. Uh, Robert Lifton is a Harvard Medical School professor who taught back in the 1980s. Again, psychiatrist Robert J. Lifton, who taught at Harvard Medical School, uh, authored a paper, and he titled it Cult Formation. And he did this back in the early 1980s, and it's kind of a seminal work on cults. And he identified three primary characteristics that that describe cults in a destructive way, the negative side of cults, as opposed to orthodoxy, as opposed to those ideas that have been embraced by the church and by the church patriarchs and been tested against one another. Old ideas against new ideas, new ideas against old ideas. Does this sound different than just accepting the charismatic proclamations of somebody in power, somebody with charisma, somebody that has this messianic panache about them. Well, the three primary characteristics that uh, Lifton identified were, number one, a charismatic leader who increasingly becomes an object of worship. Um, A living leader, okay, somebody who's living, somebody who's there to influence you, but someone who has no apparent meaningful accountability uh, his, he's the single most defining element of the group. So the charismatic leader, I'm going to repeat that, who's not somebody in the past, but it's somebody in the present, who has no accountability. There doesn't seem to be any sense of accountability around him, and he doesn't even seem to want it. And he becomes the single most defining element of the group because of his power and his authority. Now, I want you to be thinking of COVID as I describe these characteristics. Does something sound familiar there? A leader who becomes almost the object of worship? He can't be wrong. Is every proclamation is the gospel truth? He is a living leader. He obviously isn't somebody in the past. It's not history that we're looking to. It's the current, popular, powerful person who has captivated the culture. He has no accountability. Nobody seems to be able to question him. He doesn't have to answer to anybody. 
and he has power and authority. That's the defining element of the group. Does that sound familiar? Does it sound like his grand and glorious Dr. Anthony Fauci? The second characteristic is that there's a process of indoctrination or education that's coercive. It's persuasion or thought reform. You know, in other words, it's called brainwashing. So look at the education that's prevalent right now in social media as well as the official forms, the traditional forms of education. We're being told, we're being coerced, we're being persuaded not to question the narrative. It's, it's indoctrination more than it is education because good education welcomes a give and take. It welcomes critical thinking. It welcomes a challenge because you're pursuing truth. You're not constructing it. Indoctrination is the construction of truth. Education is the pursuit of truth. Now, what are you getting right now with regard to the COVID information? The cult of COVID is indoctrinating you. It's not educating you. It's coercive. It's persuasive. It's laden with censorship and shame. This is brainwashing. This is not an open, robust exchange of ideas. In fact, you're not even allowed to exchange them. If you step outside the acceptable box of ideas, you will be canceled. So a charismatic leader who's the object of worship, who has power and authority, he's the defining element with no sense of accountability. And then there's this indoctrination versus education, coercion, persuasion, brainwashing. What's the third component, the third thing that we should be looking for, according to Lifton. Well, economic exploitation of group members by the leader and the ruling elite. Does that scream COVID in spades to you? This economic exploitation of the group members of us by a handful of leaders and the ruling elite who are going to tell us to shut down our restaurants, to shut down our grocery stores, to shut down the economy. Talk about economic exploitation to the extreme by a handful, a group of leaders, the ruling elite that will exploit everyone else, all the other members of society. Now, all of this, Lifton says, is destructive. It's destructive within groups that are called cults. Now, it has varying degrees of destruction, such as child abuse. And get this one, medical neglect. Now, he's writing this back in 1980. Child abuse, scaring the tar out of children by making them wear masks that they don't need and don't do any good, telling them to social distance that they can't even communicate with one another, giving them a sense of fear on a minute-by-minute -minute basis, raising an entire generation to believe that if they take a piece of paper off of their face that they're guilty of killing their family members. And therefore, these children are scared to death to live a life without the prayer cloth of the mask over their face or without the snake oil injected into their veins. This is a cult. It's destructive. It's child abuse. It's medical neglect. Another 
component of the destructiveness is labor violations. Does that sound familiar? You can't even go to work. They'll decide where you work, how much money you make, and what you're going to do with those funds. They'll decide. Now, he gives 10 additional warning signs, and in the time we've got left, let's go through them. Or at least some of them. I don't think I've got time to do all of them. One, absolute authoritarianism without meaningful accountability. We've already covered that one. Anthony Fauci, I am science. If you question me, you're questioning science because I am science. His indignation, if anybody dare challenge him in a Senate hearing, you've seen the way he responds to Dr. Rand Paul. You've seen the way he responds to other senators who are medical doctors in their own right. He calls them morons. Literally, he's called them morons. He's challenged them. He has said that they're liars. This is not the response of a mature man. This is the response of a cult leader who feels he's being challenged and he cannot believe that anyone, anyone would have the audacity to challenge his kingship. Absolute authoritarianism. And nobody should hold him accountable. Another component, another thing to watch out for, another warning sign is no tolerance for questions or critical inquiry. Well, it's not just Anthony Fauci that's demonstrating intolerance for critical inquiry. It's everybody else who has bought the lie. You know, you've got family members who can't believe that you would dare post something that would challenge the efficacy of masks. How dare you do that? You're killing people because you posted that. It doesn't matter that there are over 20 research papers around the world. Internationally, there are 20 research projects and papers that have demonstrated that masks don't have that much positive to bring to the table. Their efficacy is greatly lacking. They really don't make any difference. How dare you say that? You're a science denier. No, as I said yesterday, science is exactly that. It's the process of asking questions. It's critical inquiry. That is science. Science is not settled. Science is the process of unsettling things because you want to make sure that your conclusions are accurate. That's why science doesn't silence people. Cults do. Science doesn't. So one of the warning signs is no tolerance for questions or critical inquiry. Another one is no financial disclosure, no meaningful financial disclosure. Do you realize how indignant Dr. Anthony Fauci, the grand and glorious wizard of COVID, became when he was asked by Rand Paul and others to disclose his financial records with regard to his involvement in gain-of-function research? He actually lied when he said that it was already all out there. It's not. He was so indignant that he perjured himself. He lied. Here's another one, another warning sign. Unreasonable fear about the outside world, such as impending catastrophe. Did you hear that one? Unreasonable fear about the outside world, such as impending catastrophe. 
That is the definition of the cult of COVID, of the COVIDians, the branch COVIDians. These people that are running in fear, they're living in fear. They don't want freedom and they they disparage you for arguing that it should be one of our highest goods, that freedom is a higher moral value, a higher moral virtue than safety, and that normal people don't argue for wearing masks the rest of their life anytime they leave their home. And apparently you're supposed to wear them in your home too, based on some recent posts where people are boasting that masks work because somebody else in the house was wearing a mask and got sick, but you didn't get sick because you're wearing a mask and the guy or the girl that got sick was wearing a mask too. This Does, does it make any sense what I just said? No, it makes no sense because it's nonsense. Because it's grounded in an unreasonable fear about the outside world such as impending catastrophe. It's a cult. And here's another one, a warning sign. Former followers, those that were part of the cult and they somehow woke up one day and realized, I'm being lied to. I've been living in a fairyland. This is not real. This is not true. This is dangerous. I'm leaving. Those former followers are always disparaged. They're always portrayed as being negative and even evil. Take note as to how medical doctors are being portrayed if they leave the reservation, if they, if they leave the cult. They're always wrong. They're always evil, and they're maligned in innumerable negative ways. They're stupid, they're conspiracy theory, theorists, they wear tinfoil hats. It doesn't matter that they've taught at Harvard or Stanford. It doesn't matter that they actually had a role to play in inventing the technology used to create the vaccine. That doesn't matter. They're maligned, they're evil. Another one, warning sign is the group leader is always right. The group leader is the exclusive means of knowing the truth. No other process of discovery is really acceptable or credible. I'm reading this from the research from the 1980s in Dr. Lifton's report. He wrote a book called Thought Reform and Psychology of Totalism, which explains a lot of this. The reaction that the COVIDians have to the daily news right now and to you and me for daring to ask good questions, logical questions, empirically based questions, is not, is not the reaction of those people that believe in science. It's the reaction of those people who are members of the cult. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.